All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not meant to offend or hurt the sentiments of including but not limited to any person living or dead, religion or ethnic group, community or country. The primary purpose of this podcast is to build a cultural bridge and shed a light on the similarities we share with our friends from across the border. couple we have on our show is the lovely Fatima and Jaydeep from Bombay. Fatima is from Karachi. I remember my first memory of Fatima is when we went on a dive trip seven years ago to the Maldives and believe it or not, there were a bunch of Desis and Fatima from Karachi and we had one crazy night which is a Bollywood night but no prizes for guessing who took away the flaw on that Bollywood night. Obviously, it was Fatima with her matkas and jhatkas to every single Bollywood song so much so that they were so aggressive that the entire boat rocked to the extent that she fell down on our good friend Ghassi and broke his ankle. So to all our listeners, that's an introduction to Fatima and uh, Jaydeep. And welcome to the episode, guys. So glad that you could join us on this podcast. Thanks for having Very us. happy to be here. <laughs> so guys, tell us about yourselves. How did you guys meet? So I'll start maybe. Yeah, so, you know, um, so we talked about the dive trip uh, and I've been going diving pretty regularly since I've moved to Singapore about 10 years ago uh, with a crew that's grown over time. So there were, I think, 10, 12 people and now there are 25 people and they organize a dive trip every year. Um, and when you go on these dive trips, you basically live on a boat uh, with the with this crew for 10 days, right? Uh, and you spend a lot of time with them. So I made some really deep friendships with a lot of the people on the trip who were from India. And I realized it was really easy because we looked the same we sort of talk the same, uh, we get the lingo, you can break into like a little bit of Urdu, Hindi, English mix, you know, so I, it was just easy. And then over time, I had some of my dive buddies visiting me in Singapore and they stayed with me for the weekend. And one of them went to school with Jedi. So he was reaching out to his like school friends or people he knew in Jedeep. And that's where I met him for the first time. And then we sort of you know, we spent the weekend with friends and everybody went their own separate way. And believe it or not, the next time I saw Jadeep was maybe like, I think 20 days later. That's not true. 20 days? No, because I remember I met you, but then I didn't take your phone number because, you know, I was I know. Just trying to be, uh, play the game. I was that not I trying to be, you know. I know, but then I met you. Who's from me, guys? No, I met you four days later at a bar at an India Pakistan. So four days, not 20 days. Yeah. So four days later, when I thought, you know, the weekend's over, Jadeep's gone somewhere. I'm sitting watching the India-Pakistan cricket match at Boat Key, which is a bar in Singapore. No answers for guessing who won that match. But uh, Jadeep walks in with a friend. And of course, there were like 300. The ratio to Indians to Pakistanis was like 300 to 3. And there was only one, like me, you know, when there's a wicket or a cricket, like whatever. Jadeep was very nonchalant and uninterested. But I saw him from across and I said hi. And then we caught up. And that was that. So that's how we... You know, that's the night he took my number. Before that, I think yeah, he was trying to play cool over the weekend. So, yeah. Pakistan <laughs> lost that match, right? I'm yeah, just guessing. Lost, just lost, guessing. Lost, you know, lost, I have no lost, idea which lost. match it is. I'm just so guessing. Busy, <laughs> man. It was like, it's the worst thing being a cricket fan and like, and playing with, I like hate it. But the good thing, I think the reason why I think this marriage will survive is because Jedi is not a cricket fan, which blew my mind. Because when I go out, Nikla, na America, jaake thoda se basketball bhagara dekhi, football. No, I never like, like I just cannot spend eight hours watching a, a match. I just do. I have ADD. Um, I can. Yeah. And, and and the only reason we actually met is because another friend of mine was visiting. Uh, Singapore that weekend and he's obsessed with cricket. So actually if he wasn't in town, we wouldn't have actually met. I probably wouldn't have got no phone number. 
So I show up at this bar. I I didn't want to be there. I could care less. Yeah. And then I see this crazy woman kind of waving <laughs> her hand, and and the rest is history. Yeah. No, so that's pre- <laughs> turned out for the better, right? So if you were it a did. big big cricket freak, you'd just be gloating so hard that you know. <laughs> He's like so full of himself. All, all my games <laughs> on the weekend before would have gone out the window. Right? Yeah, true. So, Fatima, you mentioned obviously that you know you have you have you've had a lot of Indian friends and probably still do have a lot of Indian friends, etc. Yeah. But somewhere down the road, there must have been that one moment when you guys knew that you know this is it for you guys and it's forever and always for you guys. And that's when you were certain that you're going to tie the knot and end up with this guy for the rest of your yeah. life. And you have Indian friends, that's one thing. But now you have an Indian partner for life that's another thing altogether right any preconceived notions any reservations you had were you nervous about something when you when you made this decision yeah you know it is and especially when you're older right you uh, i mean we both got married post 35 i think the older you are the less uh, you're really nobody's looking for drama right it's not like a you look you're looking to make things easier and not complicated and I don't think I've ever thought of ending that I ever thought I'd end up with an Indian. To be honest, just to be honest, right? I just it's it's hard. It's the uh, the cultures are so different. And while I am not a religious person, Jadeep is not a religious person. I just think the religions are poles apart, right? So you don't. I mean, the families come from a, a different set. And while our families are very liberal, at the end of the day, just like how to get married, how to live, you know, names. Uh, it is very, very different. So you don't go into thinking, oh my God, I'm going to start dating this guy and it's going to culminate in a marriage. And we didn't. Uh, but I think things moved there and then we really had that conversation to, okay, what is like, what is this going to entail? What does this mean, right? And I was just telling Jerry, but I was like, oh my God, like all my, I was like, I want to get rid of my Pakistani passport by probably like getting married to a Swiss guy. <laughs> like, that, like that's my, that's where I want to go. And I was like, Jadi, this is going to be horrible. Like with my Pakistani passport, your Indian passport, life is going to be a bed of roses. Like we're just going to have a ball, right? <laughs> we're never going to be able to travel. So we did have that conversation. I think we just... Yeah, I think the conversations that we had were more... So there was definitely a logistical element, right? So the fact is when you have an Indian and Pakistani passport, like if one day you get married and you have kids, like, what passport do they have, right? Can you even go to each other's countries um, meet when, to meet your family or if there's an emergency? Those, those were the kinds of questions that, that are quite real, right? It was less about you're Pakistani and I'm Indian. And then the other one was not so much religion, but I think like to some degree religion, right? Like I think we wanted, we, we were both very open thinkers. And I think that's one of the reasons that it works, right? Like I think if we were kind of staunchly religious, it would have been... Harder, and and not for the reasons that most people think. But it's like we're both foodies, right? I don't. I've been with someone. I've I've dated someone who is a vegetarian before. I promised myself I will never do that again (laughs) because, like, eating is such a huge part of my life. Right, going to a restaurant and really experiencing the food is is where some of my best memories are. Right, so I I think those are also the kinds of elements that that we talked about. But those were very easily addressed. I think think, yeah, it was more the compatibility. Like you go out, you eat, you drink. You connect, yeah. you sort of connect on a lot of the similar things in life. I felt like it was a very similar base that we were coming from. But you're right. I think if I were religious, you can be religious and tolerant, but it's hard then to sort of marry someone who you're going to raise children with, who has another sort of set of ideology, like, you know, faith-based approach, because then there's going to be a clash. I think the reason why it's easy for us is we're both very, we call ourselves secular humanists and we both want to be 
I think at the end of the day, our goal is to be good human beings and to raise good human beings, right? I think that's where uh, it's very, and we rationalize things. So both of us can, if there's a problem, we can rationally talk about it without being very sort of taking emotional positions that are based on things that you can't rationalize. So I think that works. Uh, and the fact, I think that you're a little bit older really, really helps, right? Because you're just independent. Yeah. Interesting. You know, rationalized it between the two of you, but do you still come into contact with people? I don't know. I mean, uh, Singapore is a very multicultural sort of city, right? But do you still come into contact with people that might have a slightly differing views? So, Jadi, like, in your case, she'll be like, huh? Pakistani se shadi? Magar kyun? Malab, not like in a hate way, but in like a perplexed sort of way. Really? 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 I have to say, not so much. That's what I mean. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Samir when you first told him. Yeah, I have a really, really close friend. That's a good point. I have a really, really close friend uh, who, by the way, he's not even, he's Indian, but ra- born and raised in the US. And he uh, is married to Aga Khani and faced, you know, a lot of issues. Well, his family is also extremely religious. Like his dad is basically the head of the local temple. Right? So staunchly religious Hindus. And then she comes from an Aga Khani family and they really, really clashed. And their families just had nothing in common. So I think when I told him, <laughs> his first response was, don't do it. <laughs> it's like, learn from my mistakes, don't do it. But actually, I think my friends in Bombay, a lot of them are actually her friends because through the through her diving crew, like through her friend circle that we met through, mm-hmm. we just have so many common friends. So we haven't had as many of those reactions from Bombay. I know you had some reactions from some of your friends. No? Yeah. I did. So, I, I did. Yeah. You're going to tell us some or just nod your head? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I will. I think I, you know, I think in the, I have a few friends who did say to me, I, I think religion plays maybe a slightly bigger part uh, in our lives. And, you know, and I think there's always this people are, I have very close friends who are thinking about me or saying, okay, but you know, if you're go- going to get married to somebody of a different faith, right now you're just chilling, but maybe at 45 or 55 or 60, they weren't saying I'll be a, like uh, you find God again, but you might want to, you know, people change over time and spirituality and faith uh, sort of really help people get through life. And how are you going to, what are you going to do? You might feel like you're stuck. And I, and I said to them that, you know, I, I would never marry somebody who stopped me from finding my peace, my faith, my religion, now whatever it is, right? Like if 20 years from now, I want to go and pray. And if Jadeep tells me, oh my God, you know, you're praying. What kind of a person are you to pray? Or if Jadeep wants to go for any... I just think as long as we find whatever we can in our own lives and we're not imposing or thopoing, you know, that you should come with me or maybe you should stop eating or you should stop drinking, it works. So I, was, I think they were a little concerned that in your old age, when you're with somebody else from a different faith, are you going to be able to find your way back in if you want to? And I kind of told them that I've, in my mind, I've never really left in the sense that I, I feel like I'm a really good person and I'm not a bad person. And I don't know that in 20 years, I'm going to go from bad to good, right? Like I don't view a religion that way. So there were, there were concerns. They were concerned about me. And I think the ones that are a little bit more religious were concerned about like the differences. So I really had to sit them down and, and be like, you know, I think it's about my happiness and I'm happiest maybe with him. And I don't think I'll fit the criteria slightly different and, and all of that. But there has been, like, I think on both our sides, that you know, there's always, while no one's been blatantly unaccepting, there are people who have been more accepting than not. And I will say that as we've grown as a, as a couple, our relationships have strengthened 
with the people around us who have been supportive. And th- there have been a few friends who've kind of fallen through the cracks, right? Like we're not just not as close to them. Yeah, maybe. So, I also yeah. find that, you know, with friends, it might be slightly easier to cross that hurdle because they're still our generation. And like, you know, you guys mentioned that you guys have lived abroad for years. And when you live outside the city and, you know, the confines of everything that, you know, India or Pakistan in that context throws at you in terms of the media and everything that you're reading perpetually always bombarded with someone else's point of view. When you guys have been away, it's very easy to kind of break out of that mentality and that stereotype in that regard. And also because our generation is well exposed, traveled, you know, like lived yeah. all over the world, etc., becomes relatively easier to swallow that pill as well. What about your folks? What about your families? Did, how did they react? Did they react in the same way? Were they as open-minded? Did they have reservations? Did they have a point of view? You go first. Um, I will say, so I think my sister and my, my dad are, you know, no, no major concerns. I think there was some concern from particularly my, my mom. It wasn't as strong, but I think there was... I think our initial reaction was concern around the fact that I would convert, right? And that was a real problem for her. And it took Partition. some... And yeah, yeah, that's the other thing, right? So my parents, like, we, we come from a Sindhi family. So, you know, my grandparents are actually born in modern-day Pakistan. My mom was born in Hyderabad, Sindh, right? And moved to India when she was six months ago and grew up to stories of, you know... She was six months old. But when, as she grew up, the stories that she heard were around kind of that, that, you know, great migration and uh, the crimes that happen to people, of course, very one-sided, right? All the crimes happen mm. to the Hindus. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, um, but she grew up on these stories and she grew up in a household where she was, it's very weird because her, she, she had three really, really close friends ever since she was you know, five or six years old. Two of them are Muslim, right? But she grew up in this household and she has this very contradictory view because the people she's relied on the most have actually been you know, from Muslim families in Bombay. But then there's, you know, stories of how they were not allowed to come over or how she was not allowed to go spend the night in their houses. So she's grown up in this environment and I think that's jaded her in a way. So she's very concerned about, you know, me converting and me changing as a person because I would be with, uh, with Fatima. I think the other thing is, you know, the, the perception of Muslims in Bombay, I think the... There's a there's a small I won't call it a ghetto but there's a you know how different communities live in in sort of they congregate and they consolidate around right there's, of course what is that word called Muhammad Ali Road Muhammad Ali Road Bandra Prophet Market so they think Market, that yeah. you know the Muslims are coming out from Matam or the Muslims are taking out those morchas and I think at first glance her mother's impression was who's this Fatima and if she's from Pakistan I think the exposure right. To your point, everything that you've talked about, what is the media showing us? Who are these Pakistanis? How are they? Half the time I see, when I see Homeland, I'm like, oh my God, this is not what you call a ghar, makan. Exactly. It's exactly. like Arabic yeah. words, right? So I think if half the time when you see Pakistanis, you think like somebody's going to come in a burqa clad situation, say like either hands up or like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to touch or don't drink beer in my house or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So I do think his mother probably thought, who is this girl and what is yeah. like, is it what is the perce- i think the perception of muslims and the exposure of people in india to pakistan i think they all think pakistan is like a black hole where people sort of like terrorists right like I mean, they're like iraq or syria or yeah. all of that yeah, because people don't know any better, unfortunately, right? That's that's why they're not able to shape public opinion because they don't know any better. But yeah. on that subject, did either of you guys have a religious point of view on converting? Did anyone convert? Have you all still maintained your religious status? You yeah. Have. 
which is not religious, right? Is, um, yeah. I think one thing that probably is a pet peeve for both of us is people pushing their views onto anyone, right? Yeah. We don't do that to anyone. We definitely don't like it when people uh, do that to us and we've kind of preserved that aspect. And so we haven't, you know, we're not, I wouldn't say we're religious in, in any form. It's just that it's not as important at all. Uh, for me, there are other things, there are four or five things that are really more important. But when you when it comes to the two of us, we didn't, religion was not an issue for us. It's, so going back to the earlier conversation about my mom, it's quite strange. It started off quite rocky, right? So she was like, I don't, I don't know if you should you know, pursue this. I don't know if it makes sense. And I think it, there was a few stages where things unfolded and she became quite okay with the idea. The first is she came to Singapore and spent a few weeks and met Fatima quite often. And it was weird but because after the first week, she said something weird like, actually, Fatima's not so bad, right? And <laughs> well, look at how many things we have in common. And I was like, when did this realization hit you that we, you know, speak the same language, eat the same food, look the same way, dress the same way? Like, it was shocking to her how much we had in common. And it was shocking to me that this was a revelation to her, right? But I think when she came and she spent time and, you know, finally figured out that Fatima is actually a human being and not a Pakistani cool. who in her yeah. mind is a terrorist or, you know, and, and actually is a nice person and quite similar to us, she started to ease up a little bit. But then I think it still took a few more months. Yeah, I think the exposure, the lack of, I think is the biggest. I feel like if people were allowed to have an exchange of any kind, right? Because we have all these literature festivals, whether they're in Jaipur and Lahore, or, you know, we talk about like the Karachi, Karachi is the commercial capital. But if people had some sort of insight into or interaction or platform to engage, they just would be, there's so many yeah. preconceived notions that probably would not sort of, you know, that we built through, like you said, media and politics and politicians and, and the rest of it. Yeah. It's a very, very weird example I'll give you. My mom eats these weird mints that I think you only get in, in Bombay, these thick, you know, peppermints, yeah. uh, factory grade. And Fatima's friend was visiting town. Are those the black and white like, oh ones? The black and white round ones? They're just white. Like, oh, white, okay, okay, yeah. white round ones. They, they actually um, come from Karnataka. They're not from Bombay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But I've always, I've grown up on them and... Fatima's friend was visiting town. She's like, oh my God, I love those, right? Because the entire family's from Bombay. The family's from Bombay. So grew up on the same mints, right? <laughs> and it just took my mom by such surprise. Like, how, like, she's Pakistani. How does she like these mints, right? Uh, that's the level of, like, commonality, right? Which you will never find, actually, with anyone from any other country, right? We just have such a similar background, similar taste profiles, similar likes, similar dislikes. And I think spending time with people on the other side helps really show that in a way that you but wouldn't I, imagine. I'll just say, if Jadeep and I, I have to admit, it's also a function of how old we are and independent we are in our lives, right? We live by, I, I've been living on my own for nine years. My mother comes, visits me. I love my mom. She knows I'm an adult. He's been living on his own. I do think if we were 25 and living with our parents, it would have been a much more difficult discussion. And we'll stop talking. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm actually stuck on those mints. Uh, do they come in like unmarked plastic? Yes. Bags? Are they? Yeah, they're called Jawarji Tikki in Sindhi. It's like a very desi. I mean, 
it's not easy to find them but they are absolutely like mind blowingly mental aur matlab koi usme koi marking nahi hoti koi thappa type laga hota hai thodi si engraving hoti oh my god that stuff is strong hoti hai bahut strong hoti hai bahut strong hai yeah yeah oh when i was 9 years old i actually visited the peppermint factory where they get made oh that's awesome that's that's i knew they come from karnataka there's a sindhi connection with this mint situation okay that's just household treatment Maybe we just value the fact that we need to have fresh breath at all points of time. <laughs> no, no, that is industrial great stuff, man. Nobody needs that fresh breath. Itni bhi nahi chahiye. Or maybe it's to, to mask the fact that we're always drinking whiskey, right? When we were in yeah, school. Yeah, exactly. That's when not that bit of. It's a, not a big problem here, so. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you know, in here, it's like I went to school. I went to uh, Jaidip to Bombay International School to BIS, and we used to have a what was it called? Medical day once a year, right? Where they come and they do your height, weight, they do a blood test, etc. and the joke always was with the sindhis you know what's your they, they never asked you what's your blood type they asked you what's your scotch type <laughs> <laughs> yeah sindhi uncles so drinking whiskey, whiskey, whiskey yeah. and It's yeah. mostly black label too, right? They all drink black yeah, label. Black label, yeah. That's the typical Sindhi one. But on the subject of whiskey, right? Let's talk about the wedding because, of course, for Indians and Pakistanis, the wedding is a very big deal, and there's a lot of dhoom dham, a lot of shoshan. Obviously, you can't do the wedding in Karachi or Bombay because how do the families travel to each part of the, you know, the other part of the world? And obviously, you know, you want to celebrate it in a fashion that you're familiar with, that your family is familiar with. You want to ma- maximize the fun from the from the festivities. Was that an issue at all? How did you guys kind of maximize the fun by respecting each other? cultures it's a very interesting question so i think we did run into one issue at the wedding so we came up with this great grand plan of saying you know we're so secular wouldn't it be great if we can do kind of both the ceremonies right do a hindu ceremony followed by a muslim ceremony that did not fly with either side right both of the the, the parents just immediately shut that down and and essentially the thought was there's no need to do that like because actually when you do one you kind of the other one becomes defunct it, it it defies the purpose and it's very core so rather than like almost make a mockery out of those those two traditions don't do anything right yeah. so there was a very very strong stance on that so okay. we didn't have any religious ceremony at our at our weddings at our wedding yeah we both really i thought we i we both thought it would be really nice to have indian pera and then followed by like you know pakistani dua or whatever uh, nikah but i think the uh, for us it's maybe more cultural and it's mm-hmm. a way of getting in you know in uh, tradition and culture and understanding of lives for uh, what his parents and my mom and we sat down and you know we'd have family older family members from each side coming for them it is more, it's not culture and tradition right it's a way of life uh, mm-hmm. and you can't suddenly have like peras and then be like oh i'm just going to go and be like uh this person that's now having a muslim ceremony right it's they think it's sort of disrespectful uh, and that it would hurt other people's feelings because we were probably not taking it in the essence that they yeah. would take it in hmm. so we we said okay we don't want to do we don't want to get into that and spoil anyone's mood or have the wedding sort of overrun you know with religious sentiment where people are unhappy or guests my parents or his parents have to like sort of manage their extended family to where people are like upset So it was very. We had we went to Istanbul. It's easiest. It's you. It's a destination wedding. Everybody gets a visa. It's a direct flight. And then we just planned three and a half days of fun around. There was a mehndi or what they call sangeet, right? Yeah. Uh, we had a boat party, and then there Liverpool. was a wedding ceremony. Yeah. Well, it, I wish it was. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a boat party, and then we had a wedding ceremony, right, at a really nice old sort of castle, and where we. had speeches and people talked and we danced and you know i mean 
I'll be honest. I think the alcohol was flowing every day, man. I mean, yeah. there was no, there were no, we weren't hiding it. No. And my mother was okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I do think there are people, could have been people in my extended family that might not have approved it. But my mother said to me, it's your wedding. It's your day. If I'm okay with it, that's all you need to worry about. So I love my mom, dude. I was like, hmm. thank God for my mom. Because there are parents who say, what will people say? What will people say? I will go back to my home. And you then worry about it, right? Like my mother still lives in Karachi. I was, you don't want her to go back home feeling like, oh my God, my daughter's heart is gone. Or, you know, I don't know what's going on in my kids' lives. And I don't want her to have that sentiment. But when she said to me, you do what you want. I'm okay. If I'm okay with it, don't worry about the rest. So we were like, okay, let's go. <laughs> It was, it was a great, it was a great three days, and I think everybody got along so. Yeah, so it was well. a real, it was a real coming together. A lot of our friends, like the Pakistanis and Indians, actually, like I, now I look at anyone's Facebook page, they have all these common friends, right? Like they literally, like they they all became friends, which was something really nice. Kept in touch. Which was something really nice to see. Yeah, there was one or two exceptions of <laughs> stupid behavior. But, uh, that sounds interesting. <laughs> now there's this one friend of mine his wife essentially made a comment to someone that says let's take the next bus because there's all these bakis on this bus which when I heard about it I almost flipped out oh no um, no we have to discuss yeah. stuff so there's like always that. that one bad apple right like yeah. in any group like statistically you're always going to find one idiot yeah. um, so we did find that idiot but I found it really funny. Also, uh, I was about to. I think like, the Pakis were the the blow the, a lid, the Pakis person. were really like loud and obnoxious at the wedding and yeah. singing loudly and playing on Takshri buses. So I don't know if everybody appreciated them, but yeah, that was probably the only comment we yeah. that we thought was. Well, they're just having fun, yeah. That's their version of fun. Why should anyone be inhibited totally. from having yeah. fun? Yeah, especially totally. at a wedding, you're there to have fun at a wedding. Yeah, like what? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was looking at like all these like idiotic like South Bombay guys, and I'm like, dance, dude. Like, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't dance to any Hindi music. So, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> uh, the Karachi ones were killing it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, represent. Hundred percent. I was on their side. But I think it was. I agree with you. I think it was a. It came together. Better than we thought. Oh, amazing! And I think when people meet each other, right? I think you, what we saw was people getting over, getting together over music, food, common friends. I don't think when you and when you celebrate, nobody thought of like what part of yeah. the world are you from? What's your religion? What's your, there was so much love and enjoyment, and I think people just didn't care. It was great to see, yeah. and I think that you could just literally—I think that was a microcosm of a little bit. If we talk about now, you know, you guys and how you met through a platform, right? I mean, we should absolutely be able to engage people. I think people see similarities more, and you know, engage and are open more than we think they will be. I think it's more the governments really that might. Try and restrict Not them. be the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. On the subject of the government, I'm sure both of you guys must have had a hard time trying to cross into each other's borders. Which one was harder? Let's let's hear the stories. Let's come on. There's no there's no question here. India was harder. You're like both pointing and at each other. <laughs> no, on my border. Oh our yeah. Border. Our, border. our border. Okay. Why border. what's the story there? Yeah, the visa form is like I it's like signing up for an asylum somewhere. You know, it's like Pakistanis have to fill out four extra forms of like 16 extra pages and God, it goes down to my great-grandmother and my father. Every time I fill out that form, it's an online form. It invariably hangs out. It has like 62 uh, pages. Frankly, even the experiences at the, our respective embassies. Like, 64 actually. 
No, dun, 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 dun. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect, but I had a great time. <laughs> oh, okay. It would be good, but I think yeah, I was blown away by the food. I was blown away by the food. And the chai? I just ate like, uh, yeah, oh my God. I used to have photographs of like, I used to wake up every morning to like, anda baratas and like, kebabs. I used to eat kebabs for breakfast. Kebab. Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you, I think Karachi was fun that way. Yeah, I think what surprised me was how welcoming people were. Right, because I've traveled to many countries, and usually the the reaction is, "Oh, you're a tourist here. You know, welcome here." It's like, let me roll out the red carpet for you. Like you're from India, you're our guest, and we want to go above and beyond to make sure that this experience is going to be great for you. Like a friend was like, "Oh, you're here because of you." Like, let's take the boat out, right? And then they organize this whole thing. There was like something going on every night, some party organized because I was in town. It was like crazy, and that I that completely was surprising for me. I didn't expect that. That's nice. I had very similar experiences in Lahore as well with the food, with the hospitality. I wasn't allowed to carry my own bags. Policemen would come and carry my bags because I was like a, a guest of the country. So policemen would come and carry our bags when we got off at the station, and you know when we were wow. getting when we were boarding the bus to get on to uh, get onward with uh, you know our journey. Uh, yeah. Fats, your turn. About India, yeah, yeah, dude, I love Bombay. I have to say, uh, Bombay is such a like it's like maximum city, right? If there's a place that I and and it's like a five-hour flight, like for Karachi, we have to go by Sri Lanka or Thailand. Going home is like ten hours. Bombay is like four and a half hours direct flight. You're there. If I could travel, I would visit so much more. I have friends there. I know all the like chart places, the pani puri places, the dosa places, the guju thali places. Shopping, eating. Like I, when I go to Bombay, I feel like I'm home. I, it, it's no different for me. I love it. Except for the alcohol. In Bombay. That's that's the big difference, right? It's I like mean, home with alcohol. It's like home with alcohol. Yeah, for Jadi, but like Karachi, we had a bootlegger, right? That, and December's always tough with bootleggers because they're all busy. One hundred and twenty dollars for a smirnoff. That's what that was the worst experience in Karachi. <laughs> yeah. So guys, you guys have been married for a few years now. I'm sure you guys are thinking about next steps as far as where this, uh, you know, this marriage goes. At some point of time in your lives, I hope that you will be parents. And when you will be parents, of course, you know, the common question that a lot of Indian Pakistani couples ask is, how do you bring up your children? Have you guys discussed this? Has it been a point of contention? Is there consensus? Is there thought around it? I think there has been thought around it, right? I think that's uh, because I think bringing up children is a sort of like a subset of how you want to live your life overall and children are very much part of that right and how and i think the the thing with jerry and i that we both sort of agree to is we're not overly tied to morality or values driven by religion uh, we are tied to of course raising good human beings but also we're being very open to each other's religions and cultures right so whether it's celebrating eid or understanding eid or diwali or ramzan or janmashtami or other things right i think you you open it up without sort of overwhelming or confusing the kids right and bringing yeah. in like deep ideological discussions of like shiva or like you know uh, kaaba in the first five years but i think you open it up and i also think in this day and age and when they are older they can choose yeah. if they choose to be a certain exactly way. I, i think the two things that we plan to do one is to keep the traditions right because they're Like celebrate, like celebrate Diwali, celebrate Eid, like let them experience those things because they're also dear to us. Yeah. And then the second is to educate them, right? Like let's educate. We're going to educate them on how we think, but then we're going to also educate them on some of the more 
like I think they should like understand you know the the, the concepts behind Islam but also Hinduism right sure. and when when they're adults they can choose right they can choose the direction they want to go just like we made choices on the directions that that we want to go but it's about education and celebration i think i think there is not enough like here there's not enough competition between us right like we are not competitive about mera bachcha my lakhte jigar is going to follow my like it has to be like my religion it has to be my we're very open to that but where there is competition as i told him already there's going to be the kids cannot support the indian cricket team it is not going to happen one day they're going to get tired of losing so i was like you can put the whatever uh, american football jerseys on but maine to matlab i've made there's going to be a coup in the house with the pakistan cricket team and uh, now and everybody tells me you know there'll be they'll grow up as disappointed sports fans and i was like the struggle is real you got to do it like yeah yeah no no better days will come fatma don't worry <laughs> i love the optimism guys i love the optimism then what happens when there's an india pakistan match how do you guys man i know jadeep you said you're not a big cricket fan but still india pakistan playing cricket he supports india of course the he biggest supports india. india of course but, he supports but it'll it'll hurt her feelings a lot more <laughs> if pakistan loses <laughs> Then it would if India loses. The reality though is that India doesn't lose. So I, I'm not. I don't. I'm, I, I can't really speak to the experience. <laughs> but um, pretty. But yeah. No, but the funniest was I think the last World Cup, right? So I am really, really, really during matches. Like I am not a very calm person, and I'm just like feeling a lot of things. And uh, you know, my mouth, as my mother would say. Orange. Pain, no, and my, my disappointment. My and my my sort of language signifies that. I mean, Musa, very umda zaman is used. So, is his the the funny thing was his parents were visiting. You know, we lived together now. It was the first time that they were coming to stay at our house, uh, and they came a day before the Pakistan India cricket match. तो बाकी सारे मैचेस में तो मैं यू नो मतलब काफी खुलम खुल्ला यू नो और मैं इंडियन क्रिकेटर्स को भी बड़ा कुछ कह रही हूँ टीम को भी कह रही हूँ जयदीप को भी कह रही हूँ यू नो कि आउट हो गया और बहुत और फिर यू नो गालियां वालियां भी दे रही हूँ इसकी अम्मा अब आए अब इंडिया पाकिस्तान का मैच हो रहा है लिटरली मैं आई वॉज बाइटिंग माई टांग एंड सीटिंग ऑन माई हैंड की मेरी मुंह से कोई यू नो और मैं और आउट किया तो अंदर से मेरे दिल में जो है वो लड्डू फूट रहे <laughs> it was a colonial handover Fatima. Was it that to me was the most uncomfortable I have been who won the match? I don't care. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a World Cup match, we won it. If it Ouch. was a 2019 World Cup match, we won it because there's okay, a really guys, funny. Okay, guys. Severe. We get it. <laughs> there's a really funny viral video on this, which I shared with you, Omar, about this guy, this Pakistani guy. Remember who yeah, lost the plot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like saw this. That, right? Of course. Yeah. After all the drop catches. Yeah, yeah. Yar zillat jo hai na, wo itni beesti hui thi, aur usin to khair. I think that was the most tense mahal for me. Uh, forget religion. Forget partition. Forget borders. You know, in the India-Pakistan match is happening. The competition is like next level, and I'm just like these three Indians in my house. I can't lose in front of them. <laughs> you know, at that point in time, you don't think that they're family. That's probably the most competitive I've been. It's when the cricket is on, and that's where I'm like going to fully co-opt if there ever kids yes. into like I don't know how because there's no Asim Akram, there's no Akar, there's no Imran Khan. I feel like I really need like heroes, you know, in the Pakistan cricket team. So I'm. You 
you obviously transfer your disappointment on others like you rightly said by you also transferring that pain and hurt on to others as well yeah that's right no i do i do teach your kids to be winners they will they will be they will have character they will character development eventually they will they will win overcome mm. also i say na pakistan cricket team better looking and better at cricket thode waise hamare wo off any advice any last words to any budding veers are a couples that we have out there hmm. actually less about veers are and more about any couple and and that the only advice i have is like make decisions for yourself like no one knows you better than you know yourself and you have to think about what you're looking for in a life partner you know what your preferences are what what things are kind of things you really want and what things are non negotiables and make decisions based on that don't get influenced by anyone or anything including media and family because frankly they don't know they don't know the person that you're trying to be with as well as you know that person for instance right um, it's very it's very difficult it's very difficult but you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't do that i'd say the barriers to entry into a pakistan india relationship are high because of everything else around you right like there's the border pretension there is the in, like politicians not speaking to each other there's the cricket there's the i mean i think based on all of that people are just scared to venture in but i I will say to people between families between individuals there are more similarities than differences and you can put those differences aside you know it's not rocket science it's not that hard at an individual level it's it's pretty easy totally all right yes. thank you so much that brings us to the end of our conversation thank you jadeep thank you fatima it was lovely having you guys with us in the podcast thanks for having us guys yeah. that was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah thank you Pakistan team for the win. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I got the last word. Yeah. 2155. <laughs> Ouch. Damn. <laughs>